You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and today I am joined by the Funk Master and 135-pound contender, Aljamain Sterling. He will flip you on your head and then flip your house. <laughs> How you yes, doing? Yes, I will. And, and I appreciate you coming on short notice. Uh, we have uh, some interesting thing happened. This is for UFC up. 233, man. What, what's going on? Melee today. You're frozen. I'm frozen. I can hear you fine. You're frozen. There you go. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. So total melee today. Connor comes, breaks up the party. Uh, how's that work out, man? I mean, did you witness any of this today? No, I've actually, I was home, uh, well, actually I was at the gym. Actually, this happened while I was kind of asleep. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I was home in between training sessions and I saw the chaos and I was like, dude, what is going on? Oh. I took a nap, woke up and I heard it got even worse. Um, then I saw the article about Kiesa's eye, Ray Borg's eye with the glass. And, uh, it just sucks, man. It's a really, when you're a megastar like that, man, I understand the street code and, you know, you press my boy and we catch you slipping and yeah. I catch you slipping and press you back. But when you're a megastar like that, man, cameras are constantly on you and there, there really is no room for error, man. So, um, it was, I'm going to say it's pretty unprofessional. <laughs> I think to say the least, I think everybody can kind of agree with that, but, uh, there's a right time and place for everything. I, I, I think they, I think kind of handled that the wrong way for sure. Oh my God. It was crazy. So, I mean, I, I just kind of caught the, just the tail end of this thing, you know, like he, he threw something through a bus. He injured lots of fighters, glass everywhere. And then you got these guys. I, I mean, not everyone has Connor money, obviously. And now there's some guys who can't fight. And there's three fights off the card that I know of. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I, I wish I had a few money where I could do that, but God damn. <laughs> you know, just be an absolute loose cannon and not really fair the repercussions about anything. I think if he did do some jail time, I'm not saying, I don't know, whatever, but if he did do some jail time, I think, uh, I think that behavior might clear up really, real quick. Well, I was, uh, prepared to pick four fights tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna whittle it down to three because I, I had time really to research the other ones, but, uh, Kiesa, that's a tough break. I, I know, uh, I know he was really wanting to get that fight in and, uh, that would have been a great one against Anthony Pettis. That was one of the ones I was looking forward to, but, we are going to save the best fight for last because you have a real, real interest here in Paul Felder. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> raging out. So we'll, we'll save that one for last for sure. But, uh, this is crazy. The, the whole thing is crazy. It was originally going to be Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurbagdanov and, uh, you know, going for the lightweight title. Then a freak accident caused Tony to withdraw. Now we have the current 145 champ challenging instead. Connor's going to be stripped of the title. He might be stripped of his freedom. I doubt it, but we'll see. And then Tony Ferguson's going to be stripped of the interim title. So I guess this is for the one and only undisputed lightweight title. Yeah, this whole thing is a clusterfuck, man. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Damn. But uh, I'm, I'm, 
she I think is a great matchup stylistically for Holloway. Um, people don't I don't know if people are too familiar with MMA and how MMA takedowns work, mm-hmm. and in particular how Khabib likes to set up his takedowns, which is against the cage where he can pressure you, cut you off, and then he can continue to his uh proceed in mauling you. You know, yeah. Um, Holloway has great lateral movement. And a moving target is so much harder to take down than someone who's stationary, stuck against a cage, or frozen where they're just covering up. Yeah. And, uh, that, that take, that shot entry is a lot more available. Uh, so it's a very intriguing matchup. The thing is, this way this fight can go two ways. Uh, Max could take, could do very well defending the takedowns early in the first and second round. Get Khabib to tire out, land some good shots, work the body a bit, in and out, in and out movement, have Khabib chasing him. Or Khabib could get him, and then that, that makes the fight really interesting, because even if he does get him down the third and fourth and fifth round, if he, if he slows down a bit, that chase, that fight might change up where Max is getting up after the takedowns and not being held down and getting ridden out and pounded on. But if he gets him down early in the first round, then I think we're gonna know the story of the fight real early. Yeah. Because once he gets you down early and you're fresh, um, that's where he does the most damage. So it's going to be, it's a really interesting matchup. I think he does actually have a shot of winning this. Um, footwork is, is huge. You can't hit a moving target and to shoot into a moving target, um, it leaves you open for a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, attacks. Yeah. This fight for me, it comes down to one thing and that's, uh, I want to, I want to call, I like to call it fistance. Can he, can Max keep him at bay with his punches and his kicks? You know, if he can do that, he's got a real shot because, you know, Khabib, he's, it's like kind of like Ben Askren. He gets kind of rocked a little bit when he's on his feet and he looks kind of sloppy. And then all of a sudden he gets hands on you and it's all over. So, man. And then he looks like a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I want to pick Holloway. I'm rooting for Holloway. I, I don't really have anything against Khabib. The guy's just a monster, but he fights kind of infrequently. He's had some weight issues in the past. And Max is not a little guy coming into this, but. Mm, not man. at all. Not at all. But I, mm, I, I gotta say, I mean, my instinct is probably Khabib. I, I want to. I, but Max has that shot, you know, because I've seen Khabib look silly before, like you know, just for a moment, and then he gets hands on you. Yeah, like the Johnson fight has shown that. Yeah. Even even the early goings of the um, which fight was it? Um, the Barbosa fight. Yeah. You know, when Barbosa was boxing. And circling, using his footwork, he was having some success. Once he started ripping those kicks and he's on one foot, now he's mm-hmm. planted. There's no circle or lateral movement when you're on one foot. So to to utilize the kicks, not a smart idea. To use the punches where you can still keep moving in, in space, the best game plan you can have against a guy who is so dangerous on the ground, um, I think that's his best shot. I, my pick for this fight, it's hard to – it's hard to bet against Khabib, yeah. especially that he's had a full camp. But um, I like the underdog. I'm going with the underdog. <laughs> going with the underdog, man? Ugh. I got to go with Khabib. I, but, you know, the, you want to bet some money, and uh, you bet a little bit on Max. And uh, if he wins, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a good fight to bet on. Then I can make some poker money. Poker money. Absolutely, man. Now, man, this is another tough one, too. Uh, Rose Namajunas against Joanna Jurjacek. Oh, man. Joanna, former champion, takes on Thug Rose in an attempt to reclaim the women's trial late title she lost in November and lost in a violent fashion. Joanna says she has a bad weight cut, fired a former nutritionist, and promises to be ready to go. Man, what do you think on this one? Uh, 
you know what? I don't know if I buy all of that, the bad weight cut and everything. I don't know if that plays a big factor. Um, maybe it could affect you mentally because if you're thinking about it in the back of your mind, it might be messing with you and it might affect some of the things you might go out there and typically do. But at the end of the day, once you get in there and you lock that cage door, it's whoever's better on that, that given night. And obviously it was Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what's going to be really different in this matchup. I think Rose seemed to be the bigger fighter. Uh, and she seemed to be able to, she, same thing, good footwork. She has a threat of the takedown game. Um, and she landed early. Once she landed, it just seemed like Ioana couldn't handle the power coming from Rose. Um, but I don't know. Ioana is such a great striker and she's, she punches in volume. She lands some heavy strikes, but she's never really put anyone down as like the way when Rose touched her. Yeah. That, I feel like that power made a big difference. Um, and just to go back into history, no UFC champ from what I remember has ever won an immediate rematch coming off of a title loss. Oh, wow. So, Based on that fact of history, I'm going with the Thugger, Thug Rose. <laughs> it's hard, it's kind of hard to pick. Like the only time I've ever seen someone get beaten that badly and then somebody come back and win after is uh, Kane Velasquez Jr. Dos Santos. You know, Jr. knocks Kane out and then Kane just absolutely makes him pay for well, let's say ten rounds because they had two rematches. I guess after the fact, but I'm with you, yeah. man. I I don't understand. I I. I mean, Joanna's or Joanna is mean, 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 mean. But man, the way Rose made her look—I mean, I—I—it's one of those things where I thought Joanna was unstoppable going into that fight, huh? Yeah, you want a champion, Joanna, former champion now, man. So, (laughs) oh man, it's tough for me. This is tough. I—I think, you know what? I am going to go with. I am going to go with Joanna. I just, I—I just think she's going to come back. I. (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, she's full of shit. But she's gonna come back. I think she's gonna do. I think she may have more skill than Rose, but Rose is just mean, man, mean, mean, mean. But I don't know. She looked pretty mean hitting those tennis balls too. That uh, yeah, I think the power is gonna make the difference in the size. Yeah, you know, I they say Joanna is like a is big. I don't know. If she's that big for the weight class. No, um, how much weight she's actually pulling, but. I think the power in that fight made the bigger difference. Even though she landed a clean shot on the right, yeah. the right timing, the right spot, I do think the the technique and the power played a different. Then she floored her twice, you yeah. know. So I think uh, I don't know what really changes. It's not like it kind of reminds me of the TJ Burrell fight, the first one. Yeah, you know that one punch dropped him and sent him to the canvas, and he he wasn't able to finish, but he damn near pretty much got him out of there. And you know it's hard to recover after that. Uh, it's kind of like that same thing. The big lion, which was Joanna, um, the big underdog, the, the, and you feed the sheep to the wolf, and the sheep came out and surprised everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. This is a very that's a very interesting matchup. But if I had to bet money on him, I think uh, I think Rose has more tools to win, <clears throat> where Joanna is more of a volume striker. Okay. And she doesn't really <clears throat> have the power to to put people away. At least she hasn't shown it in any of the previous fights. So she usually just piss pounds you for 15 or 25 minutes. Yeah. But um, your Rose has fight ending power and fight ending submission attacks as well. Yeah. And I tell you, you're right. Joanna's not very powerful, but she, you know, Jessica Andrade, who is powerful, she just chipped away at her and chipped away at her. So we'll see what happens, man. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Now, next fight, you may know a man named uh, Rachel Al Quinta versus the Irish Dragon. Ah. Uh, 
you know, Felder's a big lightweight, but no bigger than uh, Jorge Masvidal was when Al beat him by decision and delivered the famous Boomy Fuck You speech, which yeah. I loved. And Felder's won three in a row, but not exactly top ten guys. Al has won five in a row against uh, who I think is better competition, but hasn't been as active due to injury. <laughs> now, obviously, you have a strong opinion on this fight. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, if I got to go by the facts, I think Al, especially what I know of being on the inside, I know Al's training has been going really great compared to the Diego fight where the training was very, very minimal, if you can even call that training wow. at all. MMA training, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but now he's he's back. He's been sparring. He's been doing jiu-jitsu again, and uh, he feels good. You know, I think he's a very high IQ fighter. He's smart. He knows when to pull the trigger, and he has that killer instinct. I think Felder is tough, and he's dangerous in terms of those knees, those stepping elbows, and he rips hard kicks, leg kicks, body kicks, and throws pretty much everything into it. I think he struggled with guys with really good footwork and very good uh, hand speed. I think that's what Al brings to the table, and especially if he mixes up his wrestling, I think Felder would be is going to be in for a long 15 minutes um, or less. Yeah, man. Look, I, I don't know Al as well as you. I just pretend like I am Al sometimes, but uh, he seems real confident, real chill going into this fight. He's really lighthearted, you know. Uh, I, I'm not biased here. I think Al's going to take him down, and he's going to make him say escrow, for sure. He's he's <laughs> he's all about those spinning heels and making deals. You can bet your house on him, and he's going to help you find a better one. I think, look, we're talking about the sweetheart of Long Island, and real estate's most dangerous man. I think Al gets it done, round one, by foreclosure. <laughs> That's a great prediction. You know, uh, you know, you've taken into account Al's knee injuries in the in the past. Uh, uh, he's. I don't think. I think Felder's gonna have a very hard time trying to even gauge his. I feel good. You know, I was. I was actually trying to jump in for the Alex Caceres fight for Saturday, but the commission wasn't having it. Which sucks, but uh, I was gonna look forward to fighting that fight this Saturday at the Barclays, and then Brett Johns fight in two weeks Ooh. following at the yeah at Bowl Hall. Yeah, but I'm fighting Brett Johns. He's ranked 14th. I'm ranked eighth. Tough dude from Wales. Um, very basic with his, his stand up, and uh, his, I'm not really sure what he does on the ground besides that one calf slice he caught, which I really think was just as fluky as it gets. Especially, and I only say that because the guy he fought, Joe Soto, is a very high-level leg specialist, yeah. and uh, I think he caught Joe just kind of relaxing and kind of not respecting the position that he was in. So I'm, I'm not sleeping on him. I left no stones unturned. Um, I think if I go in there and fight the way I've always fought, smart, uh, use my footwork, uh, use my speed, my power advantage, and my size advantage with my wrestling, I think uh, I think it should be a good night for me. All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I super appreciate you coming on short notice. You will be in Al's Corner on Saturday, right? You hear me? Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, I'll be, be in the there. building. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. I hope we get to talk again soon. And, uh, man, uh, thanks for all the love on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right, brother. Take care. Thank you. Awesome. Aljamain Sterling. Uh, we had a few issues with that stream there. I think I'm still on the Periscope. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this for now. So 
UFC 233 taking place in Brooklyn Saturday night, April 7th. Until next time, this is Aaron Weinbaum. Shalom. Remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone. Or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan. 30 days for free using promo code ASW.